So this past Sunday here in Antioch, Quincy, uh, we looked at two, two stories leading up to, to our scriptures today. Um, one was the, the entry of Jesus into Jerusalem, kind of commonly known as the triumphal entry, uh, where he was being welcomed as a king, right? Uh, bringing, coming into the city of kings to inaugurate his kingdom. Um, and then the second passage we looked at leads right up to where we started tonight. Of, uh, of Jesus being beaten, uh, being given a crown of thorns, uh, a robe, and people mockingly worshiping him as king of the Jews, right? And, it, and this, uh, the way that Jesus frequently reveals who he is in unexpected ways, right? So if you remember back to middle school literature, Mr. Hicks, uh, irony, right? The usage of irony, uh, and so the, the words and the actions of this group of people mockingly worshiping Jesus as king, the irony is, of course, that he actually is the king, right? Um, and so that same idea, I just want to take some time. And the question is, looking at this, the passages we've heard tonight, and just asking this question, what sort of savior, what kind of savior is Jesus? Um, because the way that Jesus reveals himself is often uh, unusual, right? So let's take, uh, in this passage, the question of, is Jesus really, is he really the Son of God, comes up uh, in a couple different ways. And it's interesting, the, the religious leaders and others um, who, who were mocking Jesus, and they were saying, uh, you say you're going to destroy the temple built in three days, save yourself, come down from the cross if you are the Son of God. Um, you know, he trusted God, let God save him if he is the son of God. And it's interesting because it's the same form of uh, arguing with Jesus that Satan took way back in the wilderness. You remember, if you are the son of God, tell these stones to become bread, that sort of thing. Um, and the irony, of course, that the religious leaders who have, have spent their life poring over scripture to understand God and his ways and his coming Messiah and instead, they end up taking the same approach to Jesus as Satan himself took. Right? Um, they didn't recognize who he truly was. In the Gospel of John, um, you know, it says that he, he came to that which was his own, but his own did not recognize him. And who is it? Who is it in this passage that recognizes that Jesus really is the Son of God? If you remember, we, we just heard... Um, just heard Jeff read this, of uh, when the centurion and those who were with him were guarding Jesus, and they saw all that was happening, the, 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 the thunder, the earthquakes, the rocks splitting. They saw the way Jesus died. And he said, surely he was the Son of God. Right? And, and it's, just, it's fascinating to me, the irony again, that these religious leaders who spent their life waiting for the Messiah could not recognize who he was. But this foreigner... Right? This man who had no claim to the religion, to the faith, to the people of Israel, he realized it. This is who Jesus really is. And not only that, it's that revelation of who Jesus is as the Son of God that came through his death. Right? Not the, the, the laying aside of, of his power and his position and dying on behalf of others was the supreme revelation of who he is. So what kind of Savior is Jesus? He's the kind of Savior who, uh, whose identity is found in laying down his life 
on behalf of others. Uh, you, you might also notice um, the irony of Jesus being mocked. Uh, right? and, and so suffering, uh, when we talk about Jesus' suffering on Good Friday, we usually talk about the cross and him being tor- tortured and whipped and beaten and, and nailed to a cross. Rightly so. That's pretty horrific. Uh, Jesus certainly understands physical suffering, physical pain. Um, but I think sometimes we might overlook the, the mockery, right? The shaming, the public shaming of Jesus. And what's interesting about this is the fact that Jesus, that, you know, the irony of it, right, is that Jesus is the only truly honorable and praiseworthy person who has ever lived, and yet he was mocked and ridiculed and shamed. Even the criminals with them, it says, right? Even the criminals who they themselves deserved their punishment, they themselves deserved the mockery they were getting, and they mocked Jesus. The only honorable man who has ever lived, receiving undeserved shame. And and I think about um, just people in our our world, uh, in in our lives, perhaps some of us in this room, and how that might actually strike a chord, right? How many people uh, can feel, if they're not openly mocked and, and, and things like that, like Jesus was, but belittled, demeaned, dehumanized, marginalized, shamed, not because they've done anything, not because they've done something wrong, but just for some reason, people have brought that onto their lives, right? Is this undeserved shame. And that Jesus understands that feeling. He understands what's that, what that is like. Um, or even if the passage, uh, the, the night before all this was happening, right? So this is all happening Good Friday. And sorry, we didn't read this passage for the sake of time. And it, but it, it occurred to me this week uh, when I was reading through this, Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, right? So Jesus, the weight of the world is on his shoulders. He knows what's about to happen. He is worried. He is scared. This inner turmoil. So he goes with his friends to a garden to pray. And what happens there? Right? Jesus carrying the weight of the world on his shoulders, on his knees, on his face, crying out to God, asking his friends to join them. And what do they do? They fall asleep. They fall asleep. And this uh, Jesus, who, who understands this feeling, right? This pain and suffering, and not just in a physical sense, but the brokenness and the hurt of this world. I mean, how many people in, in this area tonight, for example, uh, might go to bed and cry themselves to sleep in the dark? Right? Cry themselves to sleep in the dark because of the pain and the, the suffering in their soul. If, even if it's not physical, just in their soul. The hurt, the concern, the worry, and wondering, why does no one else seem to get this? Why does no one else seem to understand what I'm going through? Why am I so alone in this suffering? And do they know that Jesus actually knows that experience? Weeping before God because of what he has to go through. And none of his friends can even be bothered to stay awake. What kind of savior is Jesus? He really is a savior who understands and has experienced the suffering 
the physical suffering, the emotional suffering, the brokenness, the pain, the loneliness of this world. Um, the, the question of what kind of Savior is Jesus, right? this isn't one I just dreamed up, is actually pretty central to these passages we looked at. Um, and, and you notice that, the, again, that, that mockery um, of, of Jesus, uh, he saved others, but he can't even save himself, right? Let him come down off that cross. Right? And, and so this idea, they're mocking him, and this is, again, a, a, an instance of irony, right? If they're using, their words mean more than they realize. He says he's the Savior, and he can't even save himself. And of course, they're exactly right. Just not in the way that they think they're right, right? Because they mean it in the sense of inability. He is unable to get himself off that cross. He is powerless to do this. And we know, if you've read enough of the Bible, or you can probably just guess that that isn't true. Um, and yet their words, at least at face value, were still correct. Because this is the irony of it all, right? Is that yes, Jesus is the Savior of the whole world. He is the Savior of mankind. And yet he could not save himself because if he saved himself, he would not have saved others. If he saved himself, if he got off that cross, you and I and all of humanity would still be stuck in their sins and still live under the power of sin and death. But because he truly is a savior, he could not save himself. So what kind of savior is he? Jesus is a Savior who reveals who his true identity in laying aside his power and dying on behalf of others. Jesus is a Savior who understands the pain and the brokenness, the loneliness, the shame of this world. And Jesus ultimately is a Savior who could not save himself because he had to save us. Um, we're going to take a couple minutes to, to reflect. Um, and I, um, I, I don't want to jump. Sometimes we jump quickly from Good Friday to Easter. Um, and so, uh, but you notice, like, our, our scripture reading tonight ended uh, at the burial, right, of putting Jesus in a tomb. And on one level, that's an obvious uh, place to end because that ended uh, Friday night, right, R roughly around dusk. Um, uh, uh, Joseph of Arimathea put Jesus in his tomb, which is roughly about now, this time of day, uh, on Friday. Um, but I actually think it gives us a, a great time to pause as well, right? So I don't want to overanalyze and, and psychologize what that was going on through the disciples' mind. But I would imagine roughly the next 36 hours were pretty horrific. And a lot of wondering, were we completely wrong? How could we have missed this? What happened, right? And I guess you could say, what kind of Savior is Jesus? He's a Savior who made his people wait. Um, so, now, we know the end of the story, right? We know that Easter Sunday is coming. They didn't know that. But I don't want us to breeze over it quickly, right? Let's take some time to reflect. We're going to take a couple minutes now to reflect. I would encourage you to do this, uh, really, through the rest of this weekend. And we're going to take some time just to, to ask the Lord, what is it from tonight... What is it from the word, from the songs, from something maybe I said um, that he wants to highlight to you about who Jesus is? What kind of savior is he? How has he revealed himself to us, to you, 
through what we've read. And I just want to encourage you, again, don't, don't get distracted apart from the kids, right? No phones, no screens, no TV shows, nothing. Let's just let the feeling sit in your gut for a while and just ask the Lord to reveal himself. So we're going to take some time, have some music, and um, encourage you guys to reflect for a moment.